Welcome to Dice Camera Action in audio form. I'm Greg Tito, host of Dragon Talk. Chris Perkins is the dungeon master for the amazing group of adventurers known as the Waffle Crew. They've been broadcasting on twitch.tv slash dnd at 4 p.m. Pacific time every Tuesday for a while, but we wanted to give fans who prefer to listen in audio form a way to follow their adventures. For the current Tomb of Annihilation storyline as the Waffle Crew adventures in the jungles of Chult, we'll be releasing weekly episodes pulled from the live stream here on the Dungeon Delve RSS feed. For more information on Tomb of Annihilation, head to dnd.wizards.com slash toa, or if you have any questions about the Waffle Crew or Dice Camera Action, go to dnd.wizards.com slash dca. We'll pick up right when Chris Perkins says hello to the crew, and welcome to the jungle, my friends. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Dice Camera Action. Hello. Hello. And the waffle crew. Yay. Sorry, we're not. Wa- sorry, we're not sock puppets. I know that's what. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I should have brought not them. What I was promised. I totally should have brought them. Oh. Uh, failure. I know they're so quality. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I brought my friendship and magic, my little pony dice. So because they were so good to me last time. Uh, yeah. Okay. So. Uh, not pre- <laughs> Previously. And dice camera action, the characters set out into the jungles of Chult, uh, guided by their sorial companion, Dragonbait, who has all these different smells. And along the way, you picked up a half-orc, priest of Torm, named Umbril, and her goblin steward companion, Chumba, whom she rescued from Executioner's Run. And later, you ran into Chumba's brother, Wamba, who is kind of a dick. <laughs> which Bend was, our socks. Which was conf- way too pleased about that. Which was confirmed when you had a, a, a spat with an undead a tyrannosaur um, and then uh, went into a temple uh, chasing after two ghosts of little Chalton children. And, oh, what happened next? Something to do with Evelyn. I'm trying to remember. Oh, yeah, Evelyn. Um... You discovered at the top of a pillar a symbol of the sun, and through that symbol was able to commune with a saint who has a relationship with your god, Lathander, the saint, uh, Saint Andral, offered you a very, very difficult decision. You could be restored to flesh, or you could have light fall, your shattered axe reassembled before your eyes, or you could remain a construct but be a tougher construct, and you chose option three and returned to your friends in a spectacular beam of light after the temple collapsed, nearly collapsed down upon their heads. And uh, the only way Wamba got out with his life was to break his fall off the pillar using his brother. And uh, so Chumba did not survive. And Umbril I mean, you was... didn't have to do that. Yeah, Umbril, <laughs> that's true. Umbril... Uh, was not pleased to hear that her steward had been left behind and crushed by his brother, and so uh, she scared Wamba off, and Wamba disappeared into the foliage. It was shortly thereafter when Evelyn, having disappeared in the blaze of sunlight, reappeared before her friends. And that's where we'll pick up. Yeah, and I mentioned last time that uh, she reappeared with the symbol of Lathander that used to be on Lightfall, now emblazoned on her chest. Like, yeah on her, I guess on her breastplate, but I think it's also, like, she's wearing clothes and armor, so it's kind of hard to see some of this stuff, but it's there, like, actually engraved on her chest as well. 
and uh, all of the places where she used to be, you know, just like plain wood, because she's made of wood and metal, you know, she's a construct. I, I imagine that now she's just a, a more resplendent version of that. Like maybe even some of the wood has inlaid like vines and flowers and leaves for her oath of the ancients. And she's got um, everywhere that she had gold, it's like filigree with celestial <clears throat> writing on it that says yeah. all of the, the parts of her oath. I think she even has like wings, like her boots maybe engraved right. on her back. Yeah, she might have like vine, like tattoos, like they'd be tattoos on a normal person, but now they're just right. like vines inscribed upon her flesh or her, yeah. her, her artificial limbs. Right, I think all of the wood has like nature stuff on it and then mm-hmm. all, of, all of the metal has oh, like sun cool. and celestial yeah. stuff all on it. All in gold, yeah. yeah. And uh, I think she has, like, maybe it's a circlet, maybe it's, like, a half thing. She has, like, some kind of cool headpiece, too, that has, like, sun and vines and things. And so her hair is kind of, like, super badass now, where it's, like, deep side parted over to one side with, like, this metal thing coming over like this. And she just appears, and, like, all of this is glowing. And she kind of looks at her friends and, and says something to the effect of, like, I have been to see St. Andral, and I know who I am. I remember who I am, and I know now what I'm supposed to do, because I am Evelyn Avalona Helvig Marthane, ancient bound keeper of the light, divine appointed bond slave of the morning, sunlight forged warrior daughter of the most high, luminous fae defender of the dawn, reborn, cower before me all who stand in darkness or I will carve away for you into the dawn and she's just like and then she just looks at you all with a smile on her face. And Strix, 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 Strix is probably just there. She just sort of drops her staff. <laughs> <laughs> she's just caught. <laughs> I told you it was for you. Don't even listen to me. You were right. You were so right, Strix. I know that I'm just where I was meant to be and in just the form I was meant to be. And she kind of like tink tinks on her like metal. <laughs> kind of waves light fall around and she then she's just kind of like ha, ha, doing like warrior poses and like flitting around she's just having a grand old time like well there <laughs> <laughs> so it's just like, like well she's not uh she uh can't be undead <laughs> death will approach and just kind of like put a hand on the shoulder and will say evelyn i'm glad you're safe and it's good to see you back to your old self Thank you. She gives him a big construct hug, which is kind of awkward. Crunch. Yeah. <laughs> just, oh, sorry. She's got more Sharpie bits now than she had before. <laughs> I think I'm a little stronger than I remembered, but I, I kind of put my hands on his shoulders, and I'm like, now it's time to get you back to who you know you are. After after that hug, Dieth is, like, holding back tears, going, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I know everything's going to be all right, Dieth. I feel it in my bones? <laughs> the positivity is just making Strix depressed, so she's just going to look at Paulton and just, like, give the wine motion. <laughs> just like the... Come on. Hand over the wine. I, I, I hand it over. I'm just like, yeah. <laughs> right. yep. you, you pass, like, the straw that you've got wired into Simon's backpack <laughs> uh, keg just on like his back. It. Yeah, just hand her the <laughs> end of the straw. Like take it really mean, like. <laughs> yeah. I try to, I try to like do some fun like sparring movements with Diaz because I'm like, I'm all about. I'm just like super happy. I want him to be happy too. So I'm like, ha! and I do like some, some sparring. 
to see if he'll join me just to be happy because he seems still sad and I want him to be as happy as I am. Uh, yeah, well, like... <laughs> kind, of, kind of, like, half-heartedly, but it's like, I feel like an idiot, but yeah, like... That kind of like yeah, Evelyn's like, yeah, combo! And she, like, yeah. flips around him while she's doing that, while he's doing that. Yeah, oh, yeah. almost kind of, like, uh, uh, kind of half-recreating playfully, uh, like, back in their combat where they're fighting uh, yeah. zombies, something like that, but Excellent. you can kind of tell that he is trying to share in your enthusiasm. Right. This, this awkward, this awkward interaction will be burned and strips his mind forever. <laughs> just forever. Right. Just them just trying to spar. She's just like, oh, perfect. She goes and gives hugs to everyone else, too. Evelyn's just like, I just oh, love my friends so much. You guys are always there for me. And then you Strips get to... You knew exactly what I was supposed to do. I'm so glad I have friends like you. That was a rhyme. Oh. And then you get... Then you get Maybe the, I was inspired, too. Then you get to dragon bait. Then what do you do? <laughs> I give Dragon Bait a hug too. Like, Evelyn's enthusiasm is un, unbridled. She cannot okay. be stopped. She hugs Dragon Bait too. Right. Like feet off the floor hugs, by the way. <laughs> she's just like flying around, so she keeps just like running into people and hugging them and then flying away. Yep. And uh, right now, if I remember correctly, uh, Dragon Bait smells like brimstone. Yeah, uh, like. But you don't smell anything because you have oh, no, that's right. you have no <laughs> sense of smell. Um, so you give him a hug, and then he just sort of, um, uh, after you release him eventually, he just sort of draws your attention with a nod toward Umbril, who you can tell is just very depressed right now. She just lost her steward, and she's just kind of standing away from the rest of the party, um, kind of lost in thought. I go and I take her hand, and I say, do I, I don't know that Chumba's been lost, huh? Well, you, well, that's true. You're, there's this moment of you're not sure why she's this dark little storm cloud on your sunny day. Um, and then you sort of right. do a mental count and you see that, well, every time you've seen her, she's always had her goblin, and her goblin's not here. So you don't know what happened to him, but there's you intuit immediately that something has happened. So I've been like, phew, 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 and then I kind of see that, and I kind of like flit slowly to the ground and then walk over to her and, and take her hand and say, I notice we're one less in this party now. Are you all right? We should, we should get back in the canoes and get to Camp Vengeance as quickly as possible. Elon just kind of nods and squeezes her hand and says, his light will never go out, but then doesn't press the issue because obviously she doesn't want to talk about it. Kind of like makes motion to everyone to like, let's go, let's go. Let's get him a canoe. Okay. Um, we are sans one canoe. And we fixed it, didn't we? Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, we did. Oh, we used a mending spell. That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <coughs> okay. okay. We're fine. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you make your pa- way past the rotting dead big hulking dinosaur thing back to your canoes by the river. Uh, you start to hop in. Um, Umbril just casts one final glance back to Camp Righteous. Um, uh, before. Strix, did you want any of the teeth or claws or anything? No, oh, I already took yeah. them. She just like yeah. holds them up. Oh, <laughs> just, nice. Like, dripping. Yep. yep, yep. Gross. <laughs> and then uh, you head up river, and uh, any injuries or spells that you've used are recuperated over the next few days as you continue up the river Soshin Star. Um, eventually, in the after uh, spending many nights in the Waffle Hut, 
and passing time with Simon and Waffles, a very sort of morose umbrill and a, a typically quiet dragon bait. Uh, on a certain morning, you uh, are coming up the river and you round a bend in the river and see through the foliage a crude timber fortification, a walled compound with watchtowers and um, you can see over the walls the peaks of tents. And all around this compound, which is right near the river, it's only about maybe 30 feet from the river shore, uh, all around it is a ditch. And bristling out of the ditch are all of these sharpened logs and stakes. Probably, given the size of them, they're designed to basically impale like dinosaurs who try to stampede against the walls and, you know, big stuff like that. Um, you can see on the river's edge, just outside the large gatehouse to this uh, fort, are several rowboats. You count four of them. And you can also see all around the fort are piles of charred human corpses and flayed animal carcasses all swarming with flies. And then the last thing, uh, yeah, and then the last thing you see on the north side of the camp, hanging off the walls, sort of splayed out, are what look like giant skinned frog carcasses. Um, just hanging there and collecting more flies. Jared, you're muted. <laughs> He's so horrified yeah. he can't speak. Yeah. <laughs> I'll do what to do. Uh, I'll turn to Umbral, uh, and after like kind of seeing all the bodies and things, just uh, addressing her, but it's not like removing my gaze from like the horror mm-hmm. all around. It's just, what the hell happened here? He says. I don't know. It's possible that they've come under attack by undead? Undead? That sounds like a job for a servant of Lathander. Shh! <laughs> She's like trying like covering her mouth, like, <laughs> stop yelling! Uh, I'd like she to says, examine... Oh, go ahead. I'd like to examine some of the animal corpses or even the uh, frog people okay. kind of flayed up, because this seems very intentional rather than... Uh, Ravage like or There, by the way, is a map showing the fort. You can see the river. Click. Click. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so you um, basically can pull one of your, you can pull your canoe up to the shore. Um, yeah. DF, hop out and uh, go off and, and check out the corpses. You can see that the, the burnt human remains appear to be a combination of what were probably live humans who died, and undead humans who were put down. Okay. But they've all been sort of tossed uh, indiscriminately onto these piles and set ablaze. Uh, You think that the reason they were probably set on fire was just to mitigate the possibility of disease. Um, Can we tell at all how they uh, were cut down? Uh, Yeah, the evidence, the local evidence suggests that there must have been a huge wave of undead that uh, fought here, uh, that ran across through the jungle, attacked the camp, tried to climb the walls, and were basically fought back. Um, yeah. And and there's the there's 
uh, every every bit of evidence you can see suggests that this must have happened more than once because some of the burnt piles are sort of old and dead piles. There's no smoke coming off of them, and others are fairly fresh. So this place must be in an area of the jungle that's just absolutely riddled with undead. There's more what you would say ghoul and zombie corpses lying around than fresh, you know, anything fresh. Now, as for the... Um, you can't, it's hard to climb down into the muddy ditch and up the other side to get a really good look at the frog corpses, but from your perspective now, closer up, you can see that they're not just giant frogs. They look like they were frog humanoids. Frog folk of some kind. Have and, any of us ever heard of them? And, those? like, bigger than, say, bullywugs? Um, so bullywugs are frog folk, and they stand about five, six feet tall. These frog folk oh, are smaller. Okay. Oh, okay. They're more like halfling-sized. Hmm, all right. Did one of us go up and take a peek? Like, I can get on the you, broom? Yeah, you can hop on your broom. When you do that, though, um, you are spotted by guards in on the watchtowers. Uh, these appear to be human guards, by the way. And the way they're, they're um, because it's so hot and stifling here in the jungle, they're not wearing armor. They're just wearing basically cloth uniforms and emblazoned on the front of their tabards is a symbol of a white gauntlet clutching a sword horizontally, which you know to be the symbol of the order of the gauntlet to which your friend Umbro belongs. Right. Well, before I get shot at, I'll just yeah. zoom out and be like, friends, 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 and just <laughs> zoom down back to the bottom. <laughs> All right, well, you certainly freak them out. Um, they, they have their sort of crossbows <laughs> up, and they were going to, like, level them at you, but they just have them pointed up at the sky right now. Um, and one of them asks you to declare your intentions. Uh, friends! <laughs> friends! Umbral! Umbral Nailed friend! It. They don't seem to know what you're talking about. <laughs> uh, I'll just, uh, oh, I'm way too scary for this. <laughs> you, do, you do look pretty scary. Away. Okay. <laughs> the scary <laughs> tiefling witch on the broom flies away. <laughs> <laughs> she, she, she like realizes what, the, what it looks like and then it's like, uh, okay, I'll let them take care of this. I'll just look around and see if there's any undead if I could see far away. Okay. As you look into the foliage, you don't see any... Uh, well, make a perception check, actually. All right. So I was more worried about the undead. They can deal with the nuances of the guards. Whoa, I got a 20! Wow! Excellent. That never happens! Here, 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 here! Yeah. I know. Is that the first roll of the day? Yeah. This is going to be a good one. Yep. From your area... Well, downhill from here. From your area of vantage point, you don't see any uh, uh, walking undead around uh, if they seem to have all been killed. But from up here, you can see or get a better sense of how the battle played out just because of all the tracks and things. Um, it looks like Undead must have come out in at least three different waves and attacked the fort from the north, the west, and the south. Mm. Um, but it looks like they were repelled each time. And then there's tracks that are fresher that indicate that after the Undead were all felled by arrows and crossbow bolts and whatnot, that forces from the fort came out, went around to make sure that they were all dead. And so there's all these sort of circles around, you know, where mm. they just sort of did a casual inspection. And then you see drag marks where bodies were pulled and then heaped into piles before they were doused with oil and set ablaze. Right. 
So they were surrounded, yep. but they fought them yep. off. And you also see with your 20 that there are, there are trails leading out into the jungle, which suggest that they have an active series of patrols out mm. of the fort to go hunting for undead or at least spying to see where they're coming from. I'm less concerned now, so... <laughs> yep. You also see there's a fair amount of activity inside the camp. From your vantage point, there are three large tents. Uh, two of them look like they might be hospital tents, and the other one some sort of command tent right in the center. And then there are smaller tents, which you assume are just like barracks for guards. There aren't any uh, permanent structures other than the watchtowers in the gatehouse. Are those guards still, like, like unsure of what we're up to? Um, they sort of track Strix as she flies back down to the rest of the gang, and so they're just kind of looking out toward you on the river's edge to see what you might do next. See what other strange creatures you might send their way on flying brooms. Oh, okay. Are they in, like, talking distance, or...? Yeah, you could shout out at them at this point, because the... The nearest ones on the gatehouse would be about 40 feet away. All right, cool. I, like, drunkenly fumble over. I'm like, don't worry, guys. I can make us some new friends. Check this out. <laughs> so Sploop, he goes up in the mud, and, you know, he's, like, up to his shins in the mud as he wades toward the gatehouse. And then... Um, Okay. I'm going to persuade them that we're, we are not people to bring them harm. I'm going to do that by saying, Hey, we cool? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, make a, make a, make a persuasion Stop. check. Okay. Uh, also, also, just a heads up, uh, all my dice are packed, so the only thing I found in my desk was uh, this. <laughs> Is that a stress ball? Uh, I don't, no, it's heavy. Oh. It's not. So, um, I've got a big one, too. Oh, oh okay, guys. Cool. Yeah. I'll be there with you. We don't even have a dice measuring contest. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just forewarning, because it's going to yeah. be like a. Uh, conk, conk, conk. Oh, wow. Cool. Gave me a nat one. Oh, <laughs> all right. We're not cool. It's all right, man. It happens mm. to the best of us. Um, <laughs> you have one of them shout it down at you nervously. State your intentions. Nothing bad. What's with the broom? Broom? I'm like, oh, she's cool. I'm still screaming, like, ah! <laughs> she she does that. We all we we've all got some issues. Umbril will wait up behind you and say, "I am Umbril Silvertusk, priest of Torn. I've been assigned to this camp. I'm here to meet with Commander Breakbone. These are my traveling companions. Let us in." Commander Breakbone. That sounds unpleasant. After he says, let us in, I'm like, please. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, as they gaze uh, down upon you and, your, and the half-orc uh, woman beside you, they will uh, immediate, one of them will immediately drop out of view um, as he goes down a ladder into the encampment uh, to notify the commander that the priest of Torm has arrived. Not too long thereafter, the gatehouse 
outer doors open inward. You see a couple guards pulling them open through the mud. Uh, so now you have basically uh, an opening into Camp Vengeance. And uh, are you going to just leave your boats tied up with the others out here? Yeah, I mean, okay. they've got theirs there. Yeah. Seems safe to have ours yep. uh, included. Okay. As you wade up through the muck, and it is really muddy here. Um, I touched the muck, by the way. <laughs> okay, you're you floating above. above it, right. yeah. yeah. No muck for Ebook. Okay. I assume the same is true for Strix, at least for now. Yeah, I'll, I'll okay. hover back in when they. I see that they're let in and just be like, okay. I, I didn't leave. Dieth goes and mucks himself. <laughs> <laughs> I no. tend to avoid muck with my my flying mantle. Oh, no. Awesome. <laughs> so oh, gets just mucked up. Yep. <laughs> Sorry, right. still can't fly, the No, you're not. Yeah. <laughs> okay. There's like a point when you're walking under the... Will bless you with <laughs> like, for what it's worth, flying is really fun. <laughs> so, DF, as you sort of wade through the muck under the gatehouse, uh, you can see up through the slats above you the, the roof of the gatehouse where the guards were standing. You can see one of them staring at you through the, the cracks in the logs, but you also see that they've rigged some sort of like murder hole system here, so they can pour oil down if anything broke through the gate. And uh, a of this. yep, and your foot kind of gets stuck in the mud at one point, and you have to like pop it out. Uh, and uh, when you head into the quote-unquote courtyard, which is just a muddy, you know, yard basically, there are some barrels that look like they might contain water, and you see a, a guard who looks really kind of weak and scrawny. Um, he's got a bowl that he just sort of dips into one and he sort of drinks out of the bowl. Uh, behind him is a hospital tent and all around the hospital tent you can see wounded guards standing or sitting uh, in the mud waiting to be led inside. Um, one, of the, the guard, one of the guards in the door of the gatehouse who opened the doors to let you in uh, says to Umbrail Silvertusk that Commander Breakbone wants to meet her right away, and then after that she's to go to the hospital tents and tend to the sick. I can tend to the sick. They look real sick. I can help. The guard ignores you. <laughs> oh. And uh, says, your companions can wait outside the command tent. Okay, well, if you change your mind, I'd love to heal some people for you. Just in the light of Levander, you know the morning light blesses all. Can I, can I try to discreetly turn into a cloud? Sure. <laughs> You're a cloud. <laughs> uh, you can see among the things in here, apart from the, uh, the sleeping tents and whatnot, there are some crates of supplies that look like they haven't been unpacked yet. There's also some standing pools of water that look uh, filthy and muddy, and actually a lot of flies are gathering over them. You also see a pen in one corner that contains four very sickly goats. Um, one of the goats is being milked, or is trying to be milked, but it's uh, kind of being stubborn and trying to get away from the guard who's attempting to milk it. It's kind of comical and sad at the same time. Aww. And uh, so Umbral disappears into the command tent. I'm you guys are just, you guys are waiting outside with a guard who is uh, like slapping flies off his neck and. <laughs> Uh, generally looks like he's just about the unhappiest person you've ever met. Um, he does not. He would just as soon be in hell than here. It looks like, and he just doesn't say a word to you. And there's something about him to suggest that he has seen things, you know, that look in the eyes um, that he will never be able to shake for the rest of his life. 
And then there's this awkward period where you're just standing next to him. And, uh, Dragon Bait does not seem at all bothered by flies. They seem to ignore him completely. Aww. And uh, as Can I cl- cloud after Umbral? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can and sneak into the tent as a cloud. Yeah, I want to. I want to try and hear what they're saying. Okay. Because I'm concerned okay. about our well-being from all these dead bodies. Dragon Bait smells like ham, by the way. Well, he's just waiting around nervously. Okay, so... Uh, oh, I miss Chumba. Yeah, Strix, you can make a stealth check. I know, oh, I'm really bad at this, but... Go hidden. Uh, that's, that's a nine. Okay. <laughs> um, when you enter, you can see that uh, Umbril is meeting with a man who... Um, you guys all watch Game of Thrones, right? Of course. Okay. Uh, he kind of looks like a shorter, thinner Stanith, Stannis Baratheon. Um, okay. uh, there's an aura about him of nobility and command that his stature doesn't quite measure up to. Uh, he's also got thinning hair, uh, but his hair is red, almost golden, um, uh, brushed back off his face. He's wearing basically just ordinary clothes, and there's mud spatters on them. It looks like fine dress to wear in Waterdeep among the nobility, but completely out of place here. He probably chose to wear it because it's sort of light and billowy, but it's got all these sort of frills and things that make no sense. Um, And then strapped on top of that, he's got a breastplate, which is also kind of heavy and weird and for the jungle. But it's got a symbol on the front of it of the Order of the Gauntlet, so I guess he just wants to wear it to impress. Anyway, Strix... um, it looks like Umbril is meeting this man for the first time, like she didn't know him previously, uh, and she stands about a foot and a half taller than him, and he is barking orders at her, saying, asking her why it took her so long to get here, and she says, well, we, were re- we, we stopped at Camp Righteous to check it out, and blah, blah, blah. She basically explains your whole journey and why it took so long, um, and he brushes her off and just says, there are at least 20 people in the tents that she needs to tend to. He needs his patrols up to full strength and she shouldn't waste any time talking to him and then proceeds to send him her away um, but uh, you can see there are two other figures in the room and they're sort of standing off to one side and they appear to be lieutenants under breakbone um, but they're dressed a little bit more importantly than the guards you saw outside one of which is a dwarf with a with golden hair nicely um, parted and trimmed and a nicely trimmed golden beard and the other is a, a female human um, who is wearing, uh, who looks like she must have just gotten back from some sort of patrol because she's absolutely splattered with mud and stuff, and she's even got some blood on her. And she's got a wound uh, tied off around her shoulder. It looks like a, a bandage that's still got blood. It's almost dripping. Uh, it's so saturated. And Umbril says, maybe I should tend to her first. And Breakbone looks at his lieutenant and then looks back to her and he says, I gave you an order. Go to the tent. Tend to the sick. She'll be fine. Go. And Umbro just bows, nods, and leaves. And then, uh, mean. Yeah, and then uh, Commander Breakbone says, and take your witch with you. Go, go, go! I just like to imagine my two little eyes are just like speak like the snail eyes under yeah. the, like, the. As soon as they say that, it's like. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll go back out and okay. uncloud. All right. 
Also, I'd like to help those goats, like tend to the goats. <laughs> help that guy Forget the about goats. the sick people. Get and the it's goats. sad. I'm sad about the goats. All right. Um, the dwarf uh, comes out shortly after you guys emerge and addresses the rest of you and says, I'm Captain Ord Firebeard. Welcome to Camp Vengeance. Commander Breakbone wants to have a word with you. Is Firebeard like a family name or does your beard actually do something with fire? It's a clan name. My beard isn't actual fire, but in the light, it can look that way. <gasps> Ooh, it does. Evelyn, like, kind of Dia's looks close. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Strix has followed DF while this happened. Should we all just leave and, uh, and she's still out there? He says, you've had a long trip. Do you want some water? I, I would, so. but I don't think I need any. Thanks, though. You got I wine? Don't... We're all out of wine. All right, guys, we gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> this place has nothing, nothing special to offer. <laughs> I don't uh, eat or drink, right? Uh, you do not. Yeah. Yeah. Evelyn just kind of longingly when he says, "Do you want water?" Evelyn's kind of like. Mm. Uh, Strix, um, are you gonna stay out here? Or are you gonna go in with your friends? I'm gonna go in with them, not a cloud, just acting like a the, uh, dwarf. Person. The dwarf kind of stops you um, before you pass through the threshold of the tent, and he says, "Commander Breakbone doesn't want you in the tent." Oh, great! But you can wait out here with me. God, what? fine. Now my feelings are hurt. Why can't you go in the tent? That's not very nice. I'll like wait work. out here with you, Strix. We can talk about no, it. No, go into the tent. No, 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 go into the tent, please. <laughs> please go into the tent. Please. All right, if that's what you want. I'm just going to tend to these goats. It's fine. I, I'm just I'm just here to set things on fire. Uh, I see that she's not let in, yeah. and I'm, I'm going to talk to him. I'm okay. just like, so who said that she can't come in? The dwarf um, uh, looks at you. Uh, just sort of casts a raised eyebrow glance at you and says, Commander Breakbone says, and he's in uh, charge. Uh-huh. So what is he like? Like your command? Oh, wait, no, it's in this title. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. I'll just wait out here and work on the goats. It's fine. Look how sad they are. I'll give them pets. They're pretty sad. Don't worry about me. It's fine. I already uh, know what's going on. Well, just scream real loud if you get scared, okay? Same for you. I mean, not okay. scared, but you know, stabbed or hung or. I see know. the I see the dwarf like side eyeing me, and then I like readjust so I can like side eye him back. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, I can be a dick too. Right, he later. doesn't mean he doesn't mean that. I, we respect your customs and uh, order of command, of course. Thank you for having us. Our pleasure, and I, she just kind of shoves Paulton forward into the tent. Okay. <laughs> just be careful, <laughs> uh, I don't like authority figures. <laughs> Watch out for his beard. It does something with fire. I was half listening. <laughs> when you enter the tent, you see that it's just you guys, Commander Breakbone, and uh, the wounded um, captain w- with him. Uh, she doesn't say anything as you enter, but uh, Commander Breakbone says... I'm drafting you into the Order of the Gauntlet. By all of us? Yes. Due to ailments that have besieged my men, I need your help to run patrols around the camp 
Whoa, I'm sorry. Uh, that wasn't part of the deal. We already had our own things doing, and we're not here to be ordered. We're not soldiers. I mean, we do love helping, but I'm already part of a higher order, and that is the Morning Lord's light and his charge on me to keep order and peace and life and beauty in the world. Have you heard about our Morning Lord, Lathander? He, he, walks, uh, he walks over to you <laughs> and uh, um, kind of uh, uh, looks you up and down, and he says, I am in charge of bringing order to this camp. I am the order here. Do you understand? Oh, certainly. This camp is a nice place for you to hold order, but of course the Morning Lord is in charge of order for the entire universe, so of course he would be the higher power, and we're certainly happy to help, but I just, I don't know, I'd have to seek his guidance on whether I should join another order or something like that. He says, if we don't mount these patrols and deal with the enemies who seek to overcome us, all of the men within these walls will die. Oh, well, we can't allow that. Dieth, I think we need to help. This whole time, by the way, I'm like closely examining him, like up and down. <laughs> I'm just like, so, which bone? <laughs> what? Which, which one's broken? None. None are broken. That's my name. You okay. simpleton. Little. Let's not call, let's not call names. <laughs> it's like, all right, and commander misleading. <laughs> he says, our camp is the final bastion of civilization in this untamed land. We've got armies of undead. We've got hostile frog people attacking us at every turn. We've got Ew. to destroy them. What, what can you tell us about these frog people? Because sometimes maybe people are dealing with some stuff at home and maybe it would help to like talk to them and work things out. They're a hostile force that attacks us with poisoned arrows. The poison is deadly if not debilitating. Mm. He says they have a village nearby. We just have to find it. When we do, we'll destroy them. We'll wipe them out utterly. What if we just persuade them not to shoot us with poison arrows anymore and just to be You, you can't know, negotiate with these non-human pond-dwelling creatures. They're not monsters. Not attitude, you can't. <laughs> They're vicious monsters. Uh, you can see he's practically just, like, he's trying to contain himself, but he's trembling <laughs> when, he's ta- when he's saying this. He says, if we don't exterminate them, they'll exterminate us. Uh, the, the way I see it here, Mr. Fixed Bone, is, um, so... Break Bone. I mean, that's what you're asking us, but, like, what if what if they had asked us to, like, do the same to you? Then how would you feel about that? You wouldn't be too stoked, would you? Their feelings don't concern me. It's their intentions that I'm worried about. Do any of us know anything about this race of frog people? Like, have we seen them before or read about them or anything? Mm-hmm. You, you don't remember specifically, you remember the guards on the walls of Port Nianzaru shouting out at you to beware certain creatures? You don't remember them saying, well, maybe you do remember them saying something about frog folk. You're not sure. Um, it may have been one of the races that they warned you about. Okay. He says... You'll run a patrol. 
you'll go northwest of here, you'll search for signs of this frog folk and their village. If you find it, report back immediately. Don't attack them, don't confront them, and don't negotiate with them. Do you understand? He didn't say, don't tell them about the light of Lathander. <laughs> uh, as much as we'd love to help you. That wouldn't. I can't. Unless, perhaps, you, if you were to say, if we did this for you, perhaps you could uh, provide some information to me. For example, the uh, potential location of Oralunga, the lost city. Trix is just outside going like, goats, 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 like, not even like in this room. Why do you want to go there? We have our tasks and you have yours. Will this help the Order in any way in its battle against evil? Oh, yeah. Undoubtedly. Um, you see him walk away from you and go over to his captain, and they have a very quiet conversation that only lasts maybe ten seconds. And then, uh, you can see that she seems like a calming influence on him, and when he turns around, uh, he says, You run the patrols. You report back what you've learned then we will furnish you with a map. All right. Kind of turn towards Evelyn and Paulton, looking for, like, uh, acceptance of terms. I think that sounds just fine. Sure. All right. I've always loved maps. And Don't as you long love as maps? Yeah, as long as it's a map out of here, this place blows. All right. He can, he doesn't mean that. It's a bit, you have a very lovely home. I mean, this place is hot garbage. It's right. it's quite uh, warm and welcoming. We could do this, but only understand that we're not warriors. We're not here to fight. We can obtain information mm-hmm. for you, but that's all we can do. Once that is done, we have to leave. I'm a warrior. In the service of Lathander. Your orders are to patrol and reconnoiter. I don't expect you to fight anything. But if you encounter undead, or you encounter more of these frog folk, you're going to have to kill them, or they will kill you. We have a little experience with killing undead. Am I right, Diaz? And I nudge him. <laughs> <laughs> like, I stabbed a shadow. <laughs> and get this drunk. To a sleeping tent. Hey, at least my name's Honest, buddy. You and break, <laughs> it break was like patting him like fire bones. Thank you. We will. And she's like ushering him out. And we're here with their lying names, bitch asses. <laughs> <laughs> While that's going on, Strix, you've uh, sort of um, come into the the pen where these four sickly goats are going around, and they really don't want to be milked. And you can understand why they're not wanting. They don't want to put out. They're very weak. Um, and. Uh, it, it just looks like they're emaciated and they haven't eaten properly. 
Oh, I'll try and find them some food while this whole conversation's going on then. Okay, there's like nothing really around. Um, well, there's 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 a couple crates that haven't been unpacked outside the command tent yet, but they're sealed up, and you don't sus- you suspect they contain like rations and things, but nothing that the guards are willing to feed to the goats. Right. Uh, poor goats. Do I have any like food I can give them? You have you have, you have some scraps that they will um, absolutely right. devour. Um, I'll but, give them But they're that. so hungry. Oh. Poor guys. Yep. I also apologize for killing so many of them in the past. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, as, as you feed the goats, your friends come kind of piling back out of the tent. Uh, reading their body language, you can see um, uh, Paulton's a little more uppity than usual, and Evelyn seems to be pu- <laughs> pushing him a little more than oh, uh, no. she would like to. Uh, what happened? It's not my fault. Everyone's just like, oh, I'm such and such with my lying ass name or whatever. I, <laughs> I see it really has an affinity for accuracy, you know? Oh, it went great. We found a way out of here. I just look at DF like while they're just talking. I'm just like, what happened? <laughs> uh, I found us a way to get some information to get as close to Oralunga. Great. Uh, it will require some tasks of us. Don't freak out. All You're we asking do, the wrong person. All we have to do is find... We're going to kill some frogs and stuff. We're only looking for an encampment of where they could be located so they could properly defend themselves or mount a counterattack. That's all we're doing. We're probably going to kill here. someone. We usually do. <laughs> we'll try to avoid that when we can. All right. Look, it's just a recon mission. It'll be fast. The three of you fly. <laughs> Waffles, oh, yeah, doesn't, Waffles doesn't fly. Obviously, we have to take Look, waffles. I mean, none of us are, are strong enough to carry you on our own, but what if, like, we all work together and flew together? Maybe we could, like, carry you by the back of your 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 cloak, and maybe you could fly, too. I, I You just feel so left out. I don't want you to feel left out. Or we could, like, you know, use a rope or something and just, like, you know, tie him, too. He's, you know, he's we're, had some experience with that. No, someone on the ground is actually still useful because we can use that to give proper landmarks to help him. Get directed to where the yeah. That's right. You are you are so useful, Dia. That's <sighs> right. Did you find out why they would let me back in? Do they just not like magic? Well, I can only surmise that they're dealing with a lot of undead and spooky things. And oh, oh, yeah. I see how it is. Oh, Whoa. great. Oh, fine. I'm just spooky. <laughs> I mean, Strix. I mean, come on. She just like shrugs <laughs> off. <clears throat> I don't think you're spooky, Strix. Is the dwarf still there? Uh, Yes, he is. Say, yo, is this guy Mr. Mm, Firebeard? Firebeard! And Evelyn kind of winks at him. Who's got a mesh? No! Making an honest dwarf out of this guy. Let's just just get this done. Strix is like yelling at the dwarf. We have to patrol. Let's just get it over with, please. Uh, The dwarf um, will... Say, if you follow me, I'll take you to one of the tents. You can put your stuff there. Okay. That sounds smart. I don't have any stuff. Uh, okay, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, he leads you to a tent that's um, basically built on a small little plot of dry land surrounded by mud. And uh, you can, he says, the soldiers who were in here previously were killed, so... You can have theirs. Cool. 
Bless them in the light of the Holy Lord and Banner. May You're seeing a couple of bed rolls in there, and that's really about it. They've all been bundled up. Um, other than that, it's, a, it's an empty, just pitch tent. Probably big enough for about, oh, four people. The only supplies I want to bring in and leave there are the same ones that we would have stashed in the canoe. A okay. lot of more personal effects I'm going to keep with me and bring with me, and that includes a lot of like food and trapping supplies. Just because I don't trust them to not touch our things when they're gone and give them up to soldiers. All right. And uh, uh, Captain Firebeard says that... Uh, when it's time for you to set out, Captain Saldana will come by and give you some information about where to go. All right, sounds good. If you need anything, just holler. Then he nods and walks away through the mud. Bye. He seems nice. Mm-hmm. He's not place, here too. This, I just like I'm getting everyone's attention. Like this place is a slaughterhouse. We we're gonna die. This everyone is dead. Probably. I'm not even certain that I can yeah. die anymore. You can actually hear um, in the tent next to yours because you got two, basically two rows of tents that, like, somebody is in there just bawling their eyes out. Um, I uh, I don't want to be in the dead book because these they just want to defend this camp. This camp should have fallen a long time ago. Yeah, but they've been stalwart thus far. I feel like stalwart might not be the only thing that they are. They should have, there's too many dead bodies here. Like Umbral was here for a reason and she's only been helpful to us. And, and she got yelled at. She's not in charge here. I can't speak for the rest of the, their lives here, but at the very least we can get what we need. Can't we, aren't we supposed to help by going and finding these frog people and, and doing some... Yeah, that's, that's, that's exactly what we're doing. Even. Some good democracy and so we can tell them not to attack anymore and they can all become friends. Sure, Evelyn. Yeah. <laughs> that's not, in fact, what he told you to do, but that's all right. <laughs> that's what I heard. Is that also, crying still happening? Yeah. Yeah, it's, um, it's uh, since you guys are having a conversation here, you can see it sort of died down a little bit. Now it's more like a sobbing. And then uh, you also see um, somebody coming out of the hospital tent that looks like they must have received some magical ministration from Umbrella because they, they generally look... Um, in, in decent shape, uh, making uh, her, it's a, a young woman, maybe in her uh, mid-twenties, who uh, is wearing the livery of the Order of the Gauntlet, um, but she, you can see that it's got um, stains all down the front of it from blood and gore and other messiness, uh, but she makes her way back to her tent, and when she sees you, um, she says, Fresh meat? Nope. Nope. You're the ones who came with the priest, she says. Uh, yeah, but I, I'm not made of meat, and these aren't for eating either, so not meat, no. We're all meat here. Uh, except for me. Uh, uh, what's your name? Cassia. Yeah. Cassia. Cassia. Cassia, yeah. that's a beautiful name. Cassia what? Oh, no. <laughs> Cassia Duvert. Come back to me. <laughs> I'm Evelyn. It's very nice to meet you. You look like you've been through a lot. 
says, I've been stationed here for 30 days. I'm one of the new ones. I just had my first confrontation with the undead under How a 10 day ago. Well, I made two friends here since I arrived. They're both on pyres outside the walls now, so as you can imagine, not too well. Bless them as they travel to the light. I'm sorry for your loss. I want to walk up to her and kind of look at her really stern and be like, what's the dark of this place? What's going on here? I am concerned that there is something else happening. Why do you stay here if everyone's dying? Why are they holding this spot? She says, the order of the gauntlet came here because this land has become so overrun with undead that it threatens to push civilization off of the peninsula of Chult altogether. We are here to be a beacon of light. <gasps> to make the point that evil doesn't always win. That sometimes evil has to be fought head on. You don't back down just because it's stronger than you. Preach, Cassia. Do you believe that? I did. Now, I'm not sure. You'll believe it again. We'll fight hand in hand, shoulder to shoulder with you. We'll make sure that these undead are pushed back, won't we? Won't we, team? Like I said, this is a slaughterhouse. These people are just being written into the dead book every five minutes, and it's not... It's... It's the it's a it's a it's a point. We need to find where the undead are coming from. If it was just the undead, maybe we'd stand a chance. But now it's the these frog creatures, and they just there's so many. I cradle her face. I'm like, don't you worry about those frogs. Don't you worry. We're going to take good care of that, Cassia, and you're just going to get some good rest. And then we're going to come back. We'll help you with the undead. You're just going to be just fine, and you're going to be bathed in the light. All right. Uh, you see her, t- her eyes start to well up with tears. Like she's, No one has spoken this way to her in so long she'd almost forgotten what it's like to feel warmth from another person. I hold her to my metal bosom and pat her <laughs> yeah. head. There's no one there. Yeah, she, and at the same time, there's, as she, as she, she wants to put her arms around you, but then when she does, she realizes what she's touching isn't real. And so it's just altogether very awkward. Cassie, yeah, so you've been here for 30 days. How many attacks have you seen? Here at the camp? Two. Yeah. Which, which directions do they come from? The undead came from the south. The frog folk from the northwest. They call them grung. Gross. <laughs> yeah. They don't speak our languages. Well, we're about to go look for them. Do you want to come with us? You seem real nice. I don't have orders to. I suspect I'll get new orders in the morning once Captain Commander Breakbone realizes I'm well enough to fight. Evil looks very disappointed that Cassia can't come with them. You have to understand, we all follow orders here. It's the only way we can stay together. And how's that working out? It could be worse. 
Could be better. Well, we don't want to go the way of Camp Righteous. Yeah, that that camp didn't look so healthy. Well, then we'll go forth and make a way for you, Cassia. Don't you worry. Let's leave right now, team. Let's go find those grown. Well, they said they were going to come get us. They'll, we have orders. We'll follow them and play nice for now. All right, fine. Then I'm going to go find out who's crying and make sure they're okay. I'm not. I'm going to go over the tent. <laughs> All right. When you you really do think any comfort you could provide to this camp would not go unappreciated. Yeah. Even when you poke into the next tent, you can see that it's a, a kind of a youngish man, probably in his late teens, early 20s. Uh, uh, you can see that he's got a splint on his leg, and he's got it stretched out, and he's reclining awkwardly. Um, and when you come in, he's like brushing a big centipede and, and like, like mashing it with his boot um, to kill it. You can see that he's just at his wit's end. He's in the worst place that he can possibly imagine, and he's just feeling like assailed on every edge. And when you poke your head in, and like the sunlight just hits your golden gleaming armor a certain way, you just kind of look like this luminous being. He looks up at you, almost afraid for an instant, and then he just sort of bursts into tears because he doesn't believe that what he's seeing is real. He thinks he's hallucinating. Oh no, I'm so sorry. And she comes over and she like starts to kneel down by his bed, but then sees how dirty and gross the floor is, so mm-hmm. she kind of like kneels but with her boots so that they go poof, poof, poof. so she's like hovering above the ground but kneeling down right. yeah yeah okay and she, she says i heard you crying what's the matter he just completely breaks down and he says he just wants to go home he just wants to go back to Baldur's gate he doesn't know why he's here why he signed up for this this was all a mistake this was all bad he should have listened to his father Evelyn takes his hand and she's like, this was not a mistake. You are meant to be here for you are bathed in the light of the righteous, helping hold back evil. You are the key and you are wanted and appreciated. And I, I kind of am looking at his leg while I'm saying that. Does it look like... Uh, it looks like it's causing him a great deal of pain. It's all sort of discolored. It was obviously set by somebody who doesn't know what they're doing and had no magic Mm. I, I, uh, I say, the morning Lord is with you, and I lay on hands for, like, 10 HP, but I do it, like, on his leg. <laughs> all right. Uh, yeah, you see all the discoloration uh, just evaporates from his leg, and his, his bones sort of magically, gently knit together. And uh, almost instantly, he's uh, just the relief, the physical relief, the, the pain just sort of subsides, and... Uh, he's able to move his foot, and he just, he's just like, <laughs> he smiles for the first time. It's um, like he never expected to feel that again. I, uh, I, I like touch his face, and I'm like, what is your name, soldier? He says, Galif. Galif, you are blessed by the morning, Lord, and you will be triumphant. Don't let darkness choke out the light within you. You hear in the background, Gallif, what? <laughs> Gallif, good leg. Good leg. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, um, he, he, does, he tells you that uh, his family in Baldur's Gate... Um, there, his his father's a merchant, and he was uh, basically working for his father for a number of years. Um, and uh, 
when he goes back there, um, he doesn't want to go back in just... He doesn't want his father to hear that he failed here. You're not failing as far as I'm concerned. Looks like you're giving life a limb. He says, thank you so much. I, I'm going to rest a while and then I might get up and walk around. That sounds real nice. You rest now. And she kind of just pats him on the head. Clink, clink, clink. And walks away. <laughs> you sort of feel a flat. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you come out. And uh, he says, tell your friend, my last name is Torfino. Okay, I'll tell him. Paulton, his last name is Tarfino. I don't know what that means. Neither do I. <laughs> Those aren't real words. All right. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so you're all back outside again, um, waiting. You don't have to wait long before Captain, uh, the, the young woman with the, the bloody bandage on her arm and shoulder comes over to you, and she's got a rolled up, big rolled up piece of paper, and she comes to you and says, I'm Captain Salhana. You didn't get a proper welcome back there, but welcome to this mess we call Camp Vengeance. And then she unfurls this piece of paper and she says, here is a record where some of our other sorties have gone. And she points to certain things. Here's Camp Vengeance, here's blah, blah, blah. What I'd like you to do is do a wide range arc to the northwest. Try to go beyond this lake, up through here, look for this river. She basically points to a number of markers that have been identified. See if you can't scout out this unknown area up in this corner. Come back with whatever information you can provide. Try to be back before next evening. We'd like a report by then. Can do. Also, is your arm okay? Because it doesn't look so good. It's of little importance. I was bitten um, on the wall, but um, other than a slight numbness and weakness, I should be fine, and I have an appointment to meet with the priest. Numbness and weakness from a bite? I I look at Diaz meaningfully. I'm like, I don't like bites. Same. You can't be bitten, Evelyn. Well, I know. I don't like when other people get bit. And I'm like, come here. She's standing next to you. Evelyn, like, lays on hands on her her (laughs) arm. Okay. You're giving her hit points, or are you trying to, like, remove disease or... Oh, yeah, I'll do that instead. I'm okay. trying to remove disease, and that's five, I think, okay. for me. Yeah, that burns five. Okay. Yeah, yeah you can see it um, once you administer the healing. Uh, she, She's able, the, the, the pain sort of, so you can sort of see it just kind of changes her, her posture and whatnot, and she looks at you and she says, I'm sorry, you're, you're a priest? I am a servant of the morning Lord Lathander who smiles down upon this place with his holy healing light. <laughs> Thank you uh, very much for all that you've done and all that you will do, and I apologize for Commander Breakbone's bluntness. He's new to this kind of thing. Yeah, why, why was he being to me? He doesn't like... He doesn't like tieflings very much. <gasps> Great. Racist. I knew it. He likes a lot of, he dislikes a lot of things that aren't, like, he told us to kill all these different things. And they're like, kill this, kill that. I'm like, why? He's like, because they're different. Look, and I'm like, look, oh, I, As a tiefling, Strix is very used to this. She's just like, oh, yeah, whatever, it's fine. She says, but don't worry about it. He... 
and uh, at that point she says, if you need any additional provisions, you can get them from the crates outside the command tent. Uh, I don't know what you have, and just make sure that you're stocked with food, you have enough water. Will, you, will that dragon man be going with you? Mm-hmm. Uh, All right. Is he? Yes, yes. He knows. Let's take him. Yeah. Okay. I would like that, please. Is All there right. any chocolate in the provisions? And if so, Diaz, will you eat it and tell me what it tastes like? Um, she says, I don't have any, but I have it on authority that Captain Firebeard might have some hidden in his tent. I'll see what <gasps> I can do. We don't. I like Firebeard. Even if we don't need any chocolate, we don't need to in, indulge ourselves when they're already stretched so thin in both manpower and supplies. Right. Can but you I tell can, me how you remember chocolate tasting? I remember it tasting just like chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I remember that, too. Yeah. All right, and uh, she will uh, roll up her map and walk back to the command tent. All right, I, I took a astute notice of all the markers okay. that she pointed out. As the evening starts to set in, you see there's a couple places in, where there's little clearings where some of the soldiers have been tasked by Firebeard with getting uh, fires going, bonfires, essentially, um, for cooking. All right. I can help with that. Yep. I'll just turn around and be like, pew, pew, pew! Just like you! Look at me! I'm also helpful, and you should like tieflings! At one point, you see, uh, coming out the back of the command tent is Commander Breakbone, and he's just sort of pausing out here, and he just lights a pipe. And he's smoking it, and he's watching the fires being built, and he's watching the guards doing whatnot. He's watching a guard over next to the outhouses in a corner, basically just throwing up. And, uh... He sort of casts a disapproving glare at that individual, but pays no doesn't even, doesn't even look in your direction. Paulton, you know what you should do for morale because everyone's so sad. You should play a concert. Or light that dude's beard on fire. No, 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 no. <laughs> All right, I'm on it. Don't worry. And I just like starts walking off. Oh no, no. <laughs> All right, so Paulton goes. Through the mud. Uh, you're, you're leaving Simon behind, fire. or you taking your drink with you? Uh, taking with. All right. As During the uh, fire and mm-hmm. uh, feasting, uh, uh, Diaz will basically uh, create a sort of uh, plan or uh, map of the uh, most efficient way to get through like all the markings and areas. Okay. He said, just like getting a plan for us tomorrow okay. to follow through on. Yeah, you can see that the guards. Um, don't have a ton of food to go around, so it's kind of being rationed out between them. But uh, the one bit of humor, the one sort of radiant bit of light here, is that they do get a chuckle over the fact that they don't have to share with quite so so many as they used to. Um, That's dark. It is pretty dark. <laughs> yes, um, and uh, they will. They periodically go from the fire to uh, a barrel of water where they can basically dunk their um, canteens or. Uh, mugs or whatever they've got to get uh, fresh water out, but man, they are craving wine, they are craving ale, and when they see Simon and his little ale keg on their back, they're like, hmm, I wonder what's up with that. <laughs> Anyone want to do anything else while Dieth is laying out a course? I want to find a match. A match. <laughs> a match. Like, no, a match. no! 
can't of dawn. I'm already there. You could, you could go into a fire like and like pull out a flaming piece of timber. Oh, like, this baby's oh, Carlton and taking away every time he finds fire, she's taking it away from okay. him. Like, it oh, would no, be no, funny. No, 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 no. Here, and she keeps like trying to give him instruments. Like here, how about bagpipes instead? You know how like when you a, a kid wants something and you're like, no, 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 here, and you replace it with something else. She just keeps <laughs> doing that with instruments. <laughs> instruments. Yeah, like he's like got a flaming torch. She's like, no, 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 she takes that away. She's like, look, your new loot. Ooh, and tries to give it to him. Like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> Paul, that kid at the fire pit who keeps like trying to pull out a stick that's on fire and yep. moving around. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Strix is just gonna walk up to Dieth making the the map and just be like, I don't want to die here. Let's make sure we don't die here. We're not dying here. This isn't our fight. It's not. not but that guy is real mean. I agree. I don't like him at all. I, and he they said that he's new. I'm just not sure everything here is on the level. I feel like there are some things that we don't know. I agree. But at the same time, that's not our prerogative. We have our own things we got to do. And I don't know, maybe if they could find this camp and they can mount a counterattack, maybe that's all they need to succeed. I... <clears throat> I'm going to try and believe that. Oh, by the way, before before I forget, because I seem to have a problem with this, um, Paulton and Dieth and Strix, your maximum hit points are each two lower than they were when last time. Oh, okay, yeah, that's right. That's, oh, that's accounting for the, you guys are sharing the rings of protection that uh, protect yeah. you from the death curse. That is correct. And come tomorrow morning, you will be an additional one down. Okay. So. Great. Did I get the stick on fire yet? Yeah. And and you got you got one here that you can like run away from Evelyn with. It's like <laughs> <laughs> All right, where is he? You go stalking <laughs> through the camp for the door. run! Don't spoil it. All right. Um, so you go poking around the camp. Just make a perception check to see if you can find the dwarf before Evelyn snatches this thing away from you. That is a 12. Okay. Uh, you can't find the dwarf. Crap. Oh, there he's he's just wandering around. It should be fire. that far. It's one guy <laughs> with a beard on fire. <laughs> uh, darkness. Evelyn, since, since Paulton won't do uh, a show for them to raise morale, mm-hmm. Evelyn starts showing everyone like the two tricks that waffles can do. Oh, okay. <laughs> She's like, watch this, waffles, sit. And then waffles. <laughs> 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 see, see. She did it. Waffles kill. No, 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 no. <laughs> One of the guys very darkly suggests that maybe waffles would be better as, like, fixins. No. I was really afraid someone's going to say that. That's upsetting. No. 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 Watch Wrong. this. This is our second trick. Ready? Waffles kisses. And Waffles goes with her beak just boom, right on Evelyn's face. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, isn't that great? <laughs> you hear Paulton from the back just like, Albert meets kind of okay. <laughs> Go lie right. down. You're drunk. I'm fine. The nearest person to me, I'm like, hey, I've seen that that firebeard guy. So I'm holding like, a torch. <laughs> <laughs> He's a friend. <laughs> uh, one of the guards will tell you that Captain Firebeard likes to. Um, 
basically inspect all of the watchtowers at this time of night. Make sure, make sure they're all clean and proper and they have all the equipment that they need and the, the ammunition that they need. Right. I, I knew that. He asked me to help him. I yeah. am the light source. Okay. You get the so, sense yeah. after talking with a couple of guards, all of you, um, that uh, Breakbone is the super guy in charge and then he's got the two captains, Salhana and Firebeard. Firebeard's responsible primarily for defense and Salhan is primarily responsible for the sorties into the jungle. Um, and so, Paulton goes stalking from one watchtower to the next, and eventually catches sight of Firebeard on top of the gatehouse. He's talking with one of the guards up there. And of course, Firebeard can see you coming, Paulton, because you got a big flaming stick. Hey, buddy. Is uh, that for me? <laughs> <laughs> Word gets around, you're trying to light my beer on fire. <laughs> like everyone in the camp knows. <laughs> I'm just like, what? <laughs> you're crazy, man. How do I get up there? I'm not letting you up here. Yeah, you are. Nope. Come on, for all time's sake. He says, maybe you should go to bed. You got a busy day tomorrow. Uh, they just chuck it. I'm like, fine. Continue living your lie. <laughs> stomp no, I float away angrily on my <laughs> Oh, you've already used that today, so you can't use it again. Oh, yeah. I stomp oh, away stomp angrily. Away. Yes. He, like, tries and just flops into the mud. Yeah. <laughs> Stupid mandolin. <laughs> Literally, I'm watching all this with Dia. This is all unfolding, and I just look straight at Dia, and I'm like... Do not want to die here. <laughs> <laughs> Tonight's right. ruined. Uh, you guys, uh, after after meals, everybody goes back uh, to sleep. Guards on duty go up to their watchtowers and watch vigilantly for trouble to come. But the night passes uneventfully, and in the wee wee hours of the morning, there's a bugle sound that wakes you all, and it's really quite loud and obnoxious. And then, uh, as you come out of your tent. Uh, you can see Dragonbait um, is out there. He's all ready to go. Uh, you can you can see uh, Umbril is talking to him near the smoldering remains of one of the campfires. Uh, you can see she looks exhausted. Been going all night. Yeah. All right. And uh, yeah, and then a guard comes over to her. And uh, they start talking about burial detail, um, and she says that, that probably best if they talk to uh, the commander about that. But she looks at you, and uh, she manages a smile, and she says, I hear Breakbone talked you into doing a patrol. Yeah, he was convincing. Yeah, he's something, isn't he? She says, just between you and me, I think there's something else going on here. Something doesn't feel right. No, definitely not. Something else like what? Yeah, his bones are fine. I don't know. I'm going to try to get to the bottom of it today. Now that most of the guards have been at least healed, things should be a little bit calmer here. When did Breakbone start here? He came shortly after the construction was completed. He's a, a noble. Ugh. He's not actually 
military trained as far as I can tell. That's bad news. Anyway, he's been here almost a month. The conflict with the Grung started after he showed up. I think we should try and figure out what's going on with the Grung first. None of this adds up. You're looking at the maps of this place they've looked before. They're just all over the place. Oh, it, no. it adds up perfectly. He doesn't like tieflings, which means he probably doesn't like Grung, which means he probably started the fight on his own. Possible. Either way, Umbral, you've been gaining the soldiers' trust. Like the, as soon as you help any of them, like, they'll trust you. Try to learn anything you can from them. We're going to rely on you to get whatever information you can. In return, we'll get down to the bottom of this together. I'll do what I can. And she retreats. A few minutes later, uh, you see uh, Breakbone again emerge from his tent, but this time he's got uh, Firebeard with him, and they seem to be having an argument, uh, mostly about defenses and the fortifications in the fort. You can tell that Breakbone is basically busting Firebeard's balls um, for doing a piss-poor job of keeping the place secure. And then it comes up in the course of the conversation that one of the guards is missing, i.e., it might be AWOL slipped out in the middle of the night. You can't catch all the details, but you yeah. sort of get the thrust of it. Oh, well, it happens. Not in this camp, apparently. Anyway. Right. I mean, I'm not going to interrupt them. Yep. Let them continue to argue. Yeah, the, uh, the dwarf, the dwarf uh, contrite goes sort of stomping off, fuming, um, and uh, the commander goes back into his tent after nothing is really settled between them. Um, but you can see the dwarf's rage is barely contained. And uh, at that point, Sahana comes out to you uh, from her tent and says, you'd best be off if you're going to get back by evening. She's right. We don't have a whole lot of time. Let's go. All right. Uh, you are let out, uh, let out by Dragonbait through the gatehouse, um, and then you begin to chart through the wilderness to the northwest. Uh, Dragonbait's got his sword out, and he's just hacking stuff out of the way to clear a path ahead of him. And... Uh, you leave Camp Vengeance behind, and I need to make some rules. I'm riding on Waffles. Ah, good call, yeah. Waffles can easily manage this terrain. I'm also telling her about Morning Glory, because I'm like, <laughs> you were real little when, when Morning Glory was around, but uh, she, she was a mount that I had before I could ride on you because you're so big now, and I'm sure maybe we'll see her again now that I know that Lathander loves me and it's okay to call her, but I'm just trying to think of the best time to do it, and you're really going to love her, She and I just go into a description of her, and I'm just talking to Waffles the whole time. Cool. Um, um, yep. Because I used up my mandolin flight, I'm you'll just have like it. Holding... You'll have it actually again today because it's a new day, but they, uh, it lasts, I think your flight lasts, what, an hour? Yeah, it's probably an yeah. hour. Yeah, so you can fly, you can use the spell once per day, and I think it lasts an hour, sorry, ten minutes. Sorry. Well, then in the interest of conserving the spell, I just kind of, I'm just kind of holding my mandolin between my legs, just mm-hmm. like, shh. <laughs> <laughs> Making sounds, too. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Uh, Strix, are you trudging along with them, or are you on the broom? I'm definitely on the broom. Okay. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'm just going to try and hold up the rear, I guess. I'm okay. just sort of like keep looking <clears throat> on the back, like watch the like Yeah. Yeah. Once you get past the areas that... This guy yeah. had a recon yeah. okay. I, I am inking like very uh, detailed notes. 
whatever small yeah. markings or maps that I can do. Once you get a few hundred yards away from the camp, you are in jungle and it starts to become quite deep and the terrain becomes very uneven. Obviously, they picked a place for the, to build the camp that was flattened by the river and easily accessible as a supply line. But uh, the surrounding jungle is actually, uh, the land falls away in a number of places into great ravines and gorges and... Uh, some of that terrain kind of defines how you move, and you have a map that shows a lot of these features that you have to kind of navigate around. Suffice to say, your path is not a straight one, it's a winding one, and often going up and down under trees that can be as high as 100 feet or more. And as you make your way along, uh, DF, you're the mapper, so you're going to give advantage on Dragon Bait's uh, survival checks to follow the path. And he guides you faithfully, as far as you can tell. He doesn't miss a beat or, or stray from the track even once. You stop for lunch by a, uh, a small creek with a waterfall where you can get fresh water. And uh, then it starts to rain in the midday, and the rain just comes down in barrel loads uh, for a good long time. And then in the late, late afternoon, you come upon a, a, a jungle where... The light only filters in through thin, narrow little beams, and uh, there are mm, berry bushes growing rampant all over the place, and they smell so sweet. It's almost sickening here because there's so many. Uh, um, yeah, Evelyn, you'd hate it. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna, can I do a nature check on those berry bushes? You sure See can. what they are? Yep. All right. Um, I didn't roll well, but I have a lot of nature. Twelve. Can I can I roll survival to double check for her? Uh, it would be a nature check, actually. Oh, okay. um, well, then never mind. So my nature sucks. With your twelve, you know that these are um, uh, just sweet, tasty berries. They don't have any magical property, but you think that they're used to make wine, uh, oh. and and a very what you assume to be a very very tasty wine. Oh, I just like tell Paulton to put some in some bottles. He'll forget about. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Yep. Uh, but you also um, Strix with that roll find a weird twisted root um, next to one of the berry bushes. And when you rip that out, you think it might have some uh, properties that you could tap into as far oh. as dealing with uh, or curing poison. Oh, neat. Yep. I'll put that into my shamble of clothes. Okay. <laughs> a little bit further down, the woods become so dark that a lot of there's a lot of deadwood around here or fallen trees and things that have all sort of rotted out and are covered with moss and mushrooms. Lots and lots of mushrooms. And uh, Strix, if you want to make it, if anybody wants to make another nature check, you can ascertain if these things... Well, are. you said the right name first. I know. Those mushrooms. Yeah, mushrooms. <laughs> like, Look at these weird mushrooms. I'm out. I'm on it. Oh, I got a 20. Wow. Whoa. Okay. Whoa. You can, on things like mushrooms. Yeah, you can see growing on, growing, <laughs> on the, growing on the rotted wood of these dead trees are um, mushrooms called zabu. Ooh. And what's interesting about them zabu. is if crushed or struck, they release spores, and uh, these spores are poisonous. So they're like little mushroom grenades, basically. Oh, no. <gasps> grenades. That's awesome. Yep. I want some. No, yep. don't touch them. And you can find you can find about 20 of these things. The thing, the, the dangerous part is you have to carry them properly or they'll blow up like if you fall oh. and you'll surround yourself with a spore cloud. You know? I will not be taking any. <laughs> yeah, I, considering how much that happens, uh, I'll just take, I'll take two of them. Okay. 
Do you want me to carry them? Because I'm pretty sure that wouldn't hurt me. Everybody make perception checks to see if you notice sure. anything else. Oh, the, you want a perception check? Yeah, perception from everybody to see what else you notice in this <laughs> rotting glade. Nate, this one's for you. Are you ready for this? <laughs> yeah. I'm with you right in that. Let me show you how it's actually done. All right. Oh, shit. Uh, well, I got pluses, so hold on. <laughs> I rolled a six. Six. I got 19. 19. I'm rolling well today. 16. 16. Got y'all beat. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> Um, that, yeah, that's an unlucky uh, die. I'm just like, gonna. That's, that's his only die. That's trashed. <laughs> okay. Strix, uh, you see up in the trees, uh, you are not surprised um, when poisoned arrows start to rain down on you from oh. above. Oh, good. <sighs> um, and because you saw them, you're able to alert your friends. Uh, All right, I just look over and go, Wee Woo! Yeah. <laughs> not your grenades, stop! No, no, that's not gonna help. Oh my Why not? gosh, this dice take. is on fire! My pink die. Also, All right. I'll take, oh, y'all take cover! Yep. Oh, um, okay. Uh, so as arrows rain down, um, Evelyn, you are hit by one for one point of damage. Ha! Doink! And you, need and you don't have to worry about any other effect. Heck no. Oh, I'm for, I forgot to add the uh, bonus. Uh, so actually, it's four points of damage. What? Yep. That's still nothing to you. Uh, Jared, uh, you too are hit by an arrow for... Went from a pinprick to a paper cut. For oh, seven no. points of damage. Seven? Yep, and I need you to make a constitution saving throw. Can I uncanny dodge it? Uh, no, because you're... Uh, no, you weren't surprised. Yes, you can. Okay, good. Uh, I can't dodge! All right, you take three, and I need a constitution saving throw with that big Got lumbering it. die of yours. Okay, I'll do the big lumbering die if that's what you want. What's if my that's what you want. <laughs> Here comes, baby. Woo! 18! All right, you are not uh, affected by the poison. And then Strix, uh, you are yeah. hit by one arrow for nine. Oh, man. That one gets you good. And if you could make a constitution saving throw, that would be awesome. All right. Oh, 17. You are fine. And Paulton, you two are hit by one arrow, and this one does six points of damage. Are they standing close enough to me that they get any benefit from my... Uh, the arrows seem to have originated from a point 80 feet away and up in the trees. No, I mean... Um, oh, your friends. Yeah, because they're if are they within five feet of me? No. Okay. Dragon bait. Well, just is, checking. Okay. Right. Well, dragon bait is in my aura, of, okay. in my protection fighting style, though. Oh, that's great. Then, as an arrow comes down for him, you just sort of <laughs> bat it out of the way. Yeah, I'm, I get to impose disadvantage on the attack. Roll, yep. But. Yep. His missed because of you. Ha. And uh, how'd you do on your... I, like, uh, mom-arm him. With yeah, you hammer. did. You totally did. How did yeah. you uh, do on your saving throw there, Strix? Or, um, Nate. Sorry. That would be... Constitution save. Mm, seven. Okay. Are you within ten feet of me? Yes. Then you get to add your, uh... Plus five. Oh. So, Twelve. Twelve. Great. Then you are successfully able to repel the poison as well, thanks to Evelyn's oh magnificent aura. I'm just like, bitch, I always poison my own body. 
right? Yeah, something. Uh, Simon is hit by an arrow, and it sticks in him. <gasps> and he just sort of, he just, it sticks him right in the chest, and he just kind of goes. <laughs> you, you, you good? And then Waffles is hit by three arrows. No, I'm sitting on Waffles, so. Yes, you are. So you, I get to impose disadvantage. Yes, they'll reroll all of turn. those. All right, she's hit by two arrows instead. Ha! Evelyn's like, choo, 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 choo. Yep. Uh, so you deflect one of them, two of them hit, and uh, she succeeds at both of her saving throws versus the poison. I'm kind of worried, though, because isn't that... Um, use your reaction, so if I already use my reaction... Oh, it is a reaction, yes. yes. Yeah, yeah, so you can I only can do, do it to DF, so I have to make another roll. So she takes a bit more damage, but still repels the poison. Okay. All right, so after getting shot with three arrows, uh, Waffles is angry. Get him! Then she's trying to figure out where it came from. <laughs> so let's roll initiative, everybody. All right, all right. I will not use the Hawkin dice. I'm using my Evelyn dice this time. Come on, Lathander. Oh, for heaven's sake. <laughs> How did you do? Six total. Okay. Six. Thirteen. Dia. Thirteen. Yeah. Strix. Twelve. And Paulson. Eleven. Eleven. All right. Um, DF, what would you like to do? All right, so do we have a general idea of where these arrows came from? They came from up in the trees. Uh, when you look up, you can see, because they had to reveal themselves, that there are these colorful... Tree frogs <laughs> up on the limbs of the trees about 80 feet above you. And they're not all on one tree. They're basically on three different trees in a triangular formation. Like they basically got you in their triangle and were shooting down at you from different angles. And they have like little short bows or something? They have short bows, yes. Damn it. 80 feet, huh? Yep. Uh, you can see that uh, most of the ones that you see are sort of a very, very bright green color. Yeah, but there's at least one or two that are a gold or orange color. All right. Uh, how, can, I, can I tell how many there are? Um, they're pretty bright, uh, even up in the shady trees. You can count what looks to be about a dozen. Jeez. All right. Uh, I'm going to use my cunning action to dash. Okay. And uh, to... Uh, whatever a, a smaller cluster of them is. Like, there's only like two or three nearby. I'm yeah, there's like four in each tree. Okay, uh, I'm going to head to one of them. Using okay. second story work to just go right up that tree super quick. Okay. But uh, I'm scaling the tree on the side that uh, puts the other groups of, uh, of frog people kind of like on the other side of the tree. So like, at least right. like using the tree for cover seal. against the yeah. other two groups. Got it. Cover and and uh, you can run up, you can move your full speed, right? Yeah. Yeah, so you can move a total of 60 feet up the tree, so you're about 20 feet below those grungs at the end of that move. Yeah, so I'm, I'm like jumping up onto a branch and like swinging up, up onto it and then like leaping right. off. And, and then you've got your dash too, right? Yeah. So, so you can like get to them. All right. Oh, I can reach them? Yeah, because you can move, use your action, that's 30 plus 30 plus dash. Uh... Let me get, I'll get up to 60. Okay. And then once it's up to there, uh, like hop up around the tree and kind of like swing around the whole trunk and mm -hmm. then come back around from yep. the dagger at one of them. Okay. 
Uh, do you want to? So on this particular tree that you're attacking, there's an one orange grung and three green ones. Uh, orange, because he stands out more. Yep. So, stagger attack. Yeah! Oh, it's a natural twenty, baby. Ooh, okay. What? That's what you get for shooting our bear. Hmm. Uh. Ow. Oh, both the d4s were ones. Uh, so it's a total of seven damage. Okay. Uh, you wound him, and he is still, um, still alive. Still alive. Uh, Strix, what do you do on your turn? Three groups oh. of grungs, 80 feet above you. Four per tree. And, uh, uh they don't speak common. They, I know You were told just... that they don't speak any right. languages that they know back at the camp. Hmm. Um, I would... I want to yell. I want to try and try and yell at them. I want to try and get their attention, and just like oh, you've got just, their attention already. Okay, good. <laughs> I, just want, I want to try and persuade them to say like, just talk to us. We're not here to fight. We're not here to fight. We don't listen to to break leg or mend leg or what's his name, Paulson. I don't remember. Uh, uh, uh some uh, something deceiving. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um. So, are you trying to then persuade them? Is that what you're doing? Um, yeah. You want to make a persuasion check? Pers- yes, I'm trying to okay. persuade, persuade them. Go ahead, make it a disadvantage because you don't share a common language. All right. Uh, eight. Okay. My first roll was 19. Oh, okay. <laughs> you don't get any, I mean, they're looking at you with these froggy eyes, so you know, yeah. right, you're not sure what they're thinking exactly, but there, there's no change in their demeanor as far as you can tell. And uh, Paulton, what do you do? I, let's see here. Uh, how far are they? They're Which, 80 feet up. Okay, cool. And there's a, there's at least like two right next to each other, right? Yes. Are they, I can't remember the description. Are I they smell humanoid? a crown of madness coming on. No, what? What? <laughs> I was just looking up. Uh, they are in fact humanoid, so they would be affected by the spell. Cool. I want to watch a frog fight. All right. <laughs> we got a saving throw coming. Ooh, we roll natural two. So, um, yeah, frog fight brewing. Uh, so, question for you: On that tree you targeted, there's um, a three green grungs and one orange grung. Do you have a preference for who gets madnessed? Um. Let's have the. Uh, hmm. I want. I. I would like to think that the one that is different is like special. So maybe okay. he's like the strongest. So that's my champion. Great. Okay. So you have a, you have a madness. <laughs> the other orange guy is mad. Excellent. And I just like nudge to my party. I'm like, yo, check this out. <laughs> Simon just looks at you and like. Points to the arrow in his chest. <laughs> can I just like swat it off? Just yeah, like... yeah, you totally can. Okay, he feels much better now. <laughs> uh, next up is the Grung, Diath, the one that you wounded. Uh, just I didn't l- get to go. Oh, that's because oh, your initiative is low. Yep. Yeah. So the grung that you wounded, Dieth, leaps from his higher branch down at you with a dagger out. Oh, this is like an impressive-looking jump. Too. Yeah, yeah. This is like a super uh, poison frog jump. I could, I could do it. 
Uh, he rolled a 19 on the die, plus 5 is 24. So he stabs you for 4 piercing damage. Uh, and, uh, it's like Frog DF. You, uh, this is technically a new round, so you could use Uncanny Dodge. Okay. Uh, I, I won't Okay, yet. all right. Then uh, make a constitution saving throw. Oh, a new yeah. round? Then I definitely didn't get to go. Because I haven't gone at all. You haven't gone yet. Yep. That's true. Okay. Uh, constitution saving throw? Yes, please. Ten. All right. Then you take an additional five points of... Sorry? Is this the poison damage again? Because that is one poison. happens over and over again. So you yeah. have a plus but, five. But he's there. not within 10 feet or you can... Oh, I, I scared away from Oh, dang it. Yeah, he's up a tree. Sorry. Just kidding. Sorry. So took, Way to go! I just hit my microphone. Um, so you take another five poison damage on top of that. Uncanny dodge the poison in my veins. Uh, <laughs> yes. Um, well, my atoms, they yeah, dodge. <laughs> okay. Uh, so you use your uncanny dodge for that, and the three other grung in the tree all try to pick you off with their arrows. Um, they're going to be at disadvantage because they don't want to hit the their buddy, uh, but they all miss you. Aha! Uh, the other grung are going to rain the arrows down upon Strix. I look, tried. Because um, they don't, they thought they were three. She, they just assumed you were. Screaming obscenities. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Strix, you're hit by one arrow. One arrow does seven points of damage. All right. And another constitution save, please. All right. Are you going uh, 16. Okay, you're Someone good. stand next to me so I can help. <laughs> All right. We don't want to hear about Lathander. That's why he moved. Uh, Evelyn, your protection... Time, then you take the poison damage. You're able to protect Dragonbait again, Evelyn. And, uh, but another an arrow gets through your own defense with a 23 to hit you. Well, it sure does hit me. It hits you for nine. Ouch! And you don't need to make a saving throw. All right. Can't and, poison me. Ha! Yep, and then the grung on grung action. Yeah! All right. Uh, yeah, that's good. Okay. So, yes, the orange grung attacks one of the green grungs, wounds him. The green grung just sort of cowers down in the little ball and starts shrieking. Oh. Yeah, fuck him up! <laughs> All right, and then it's Evelyn's turn. Finally. All right, so you said there's three trees full of grungs. Three trees, each has four grungs in it, all about 80 feet above you. Evelyn, uh, how, and they're 80 feet above me, but how far from me? Oh, I'm, I'm just gonna say 80 feet for the sake of simplicity. Oh man, that's far. That is far. How far can I throw? What are you throwing? A mushroom grenade. That's too far. Mushroom grenade has a maximum range of 60 feet. A javelin, right. on the other hand, has a maximum range of 120 feet. I don't want no javelin. Uh, I go make a swoop and grab two mushrooms in my hands and just fly toward the okay. tree. All right. And I'm going to use my as much movement as I can and not use an action. Okay, so you fly 30, right? So you can fly mm -hmm. 60 feet up and be 20 feet away from them at the end of your turn. Mm-hmm. All right. Diaz. Also, if I can, I don't know where the others are, but if any of them are nearby, I try to go close to them. <laughs> okay. Awesome. Diaz. All right, so I've got one engaged with me. Yes, you've got an orange one uh, 
stabbing you with a dagger. And, right, and, so and yelling, like, yelling at you in some weird frog language. Yeah, and I'm sure he's real gross. So I kind of like hold him off of my, the arm, like my left mm-hmm. forearm, and as I reach for uh, my, my sword so I can uh, try to stab him with it. Okay. Uh, no, it's not fancy at all. Nine? Mm, nine is not a hit. Uh-oh. Your sword does not find flesh. Yeah, all right. Strix. I was getting my, uh, I was just getting ready to, yep. to, to do some burning. So as soon as I realized they don't speak common, I'm just like, oh, well, I'll well, fuck it. And I'm just like, <laughs> 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 just threw a fireball in the trees. <laughs> yeah, one fireball can get uh, all the grung in one tree. Yeah, perfect. Do you want to get the grung in Dieth's tree or the grung where Paulton is orchestrating a, a fight uh, or, or the third tree? I'll go with the... How many Grunger in Dia's tree? Four, including the one he's fighting hand-to-hand. And in the other tree? Four and four. Okay, so it's four and four. All right, I'll get the one in Dia's tree first so that, all right. that they're taken care of. All right, a familiar green, a greenish fireball goes off all around you, DF, catching your buddy, and the three Grung shooting arrows at you above. I like to imagine while I was fending him off, I actually knew this fireball was coming. Yep. So like, yeah, here it yes. comes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good news, Strix. They all failed their saves. <gasps> Yay! Um, that is 31 damage. Holy I started shit. using the online dice roller because it was just faster. <laughs> <laughs> At okay. least for fireballs. Um, yeah, for the fireball, three yes. green grung in the limb above you, Diath, they're all just blown away by the flames. Um, their ashes fly through the air, and they don't even so much as utter a scream. The orange one is just burnt absolutely black, and you think like he's just dead and standing in front of you, but then you realize he's got like... Just the barest amount of life still left in his body. Uh, you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and there's just copious smells of smoke coming off of him, and all his flesh is burned, <laughs> and his eyes, are, you can barely see up. Um, yeah, his, his short bow has been destroyed. He's just got his blackened dagger. And awesome. uh, yeah, and so it is Paulton's turn. So, Paulton, you're concentrating on that spell, orchestrating mm-hmm. this, uh, this battle royale on the tree limb. I assume you're going to maintain concentration. Yes, I am. Okay, you can probably drink while doing that. Yeah, make the make the fight more fun to watch. Yep. Okay, in that case, uh, Paulton, your guy kills that little green grung who doesn't defend himself. Yeah. And then the other two grung scamper away from him, realizing their little leader has gone insane, and he chases after them. Instead of saying something wrong you don't recognize, like, it's fine, it's fine, come here, it's safe. <laughs> like, I like this guy. And they go running it's across a limb and then running across another limb, and they kind of leap from one limb to another limb, and, and the whole chase is on. Your, your crazy grung is going to go after them and try to murder them. Cool. Uh, I like this. Of the remaining... Well, the one in front of you, DF, will valiantly try to stab you, um, but only rolled a 12th. Yeah. And then the last tree of Grung is going to all fire at Strix. Because she throws terrible magic. That's fine. <laughs> okay. Uh, one of them hits you, Strix, for six. All right. Uh, and another saving throw. Uh, 14. You're good. And the last one crit you for nine. Cool. And another saving throw. 18. Jesus. How am I rolling so good today? Good job. Evelyn, 
They're, yeah. You're 20 feet away from the ones raining down death upon Strix. You got two big I want to do mushrooms. like a flyby bombing of the tree that, <laughs> that those two are not working on. So the other fresh tree of Grung, just yep. like... Boof, boof. Yeah. Just make a ranged attack roll using your dexterity modifier. Ooh, my pleasure. Fourteen. Okay. They uh, both go off. There's a cloud of spores all around them. And then you see the grung, they're sort of, they look around completely unaffected, and then their little tongues sort of dart out and eat some Dang of the spores. <laughs> You've made them stronger! Because <laughs> their names suck, Strix! I didn't say throw like a poison frogs. They obviously match. <laughs> All right, and DF. Do I have any movement left? Probably. Yes, not. you do. Yeah. Okay. Well, I want to go back toward my friends then. Okay. Close to them. To okay. Protect them from poison. All right. All right. Uh, I'm gonna finish off this orange bird bastard in front of me. Yeah. Sucking kill him. Oh, that's about natural 20! <laughs> All right. Well, he, he and his one hit point aren't going to fare too Let well against roll, that. Chris okay. <laughs> Six! Three, nine, uh, yeah, uh, uh, 14 damage. So then, like, so, like, after he's gotten scorched, I was kind of fending him off. I just, like, stab, like, right into, like, the side of the rib cage. Nice. Uh, and then I kind of turn him and then, like, use my foot and kind of kick him off my sword and slide the body so he falls down and lands in front of Waffles. Okay. Brutal. Yes. Oh, no, he's a poison frog! He looks like, no! <laughs> Waffles is fine. <laughs> is it venomous or poisonous? Because it's different. It doesn't matter to Waffles. Waffles, like, yeah, these, these creatures are actually poisonous, but yeah. But Waffles constitution Waffles saving throw is pretty darn good. Yeah. Yeah, and it's been, co- it's been thoroughly cooked. It's like just, you know, burnt. I, we've seen her eat way worse things. Yes. <laughs> yep. And uh, then Strix. Oh, yeah, it's your turn. How many are left now? Well, let's see. You don't have to worry about the ones that Paulton um, took care of. There are just the f- four up in the undamaged tree. Okay, so there's four left. The ones um, who are surrounded by little clouds of spores. Right, got it, got it, got it. Okay. Um, I'm sorry, audience, if you hear me sniffing, it's because my um, I've got a cold and I took medication, but it's worn off now and I can feel it. Oh, no! My head is, my head is just filling up with mucus. I you're struggling. Um, There'll be mucus coming out my ears in a minute. That's the worst. <laughs> I hate it when your eyes are weeping, and mm-hmm. it's just like, ugh, everything is bad. All the time. Um, and all this fireball, less few of them, or whatever. Saving <laughs> <laughs> throws. All right. All right, three of them failed. All right. Didn't roll as well this time, but still good. And I'm just like, sorry if you haven't attacked us. It'll be fine. <laughs> What's the damage? Uh, 29. Oh my gosh. Okay. So the three green grung are blown to bits. <laughs> the orange grung is badly wounded. Um, and uh, so he is now really the only one left. And Paulton, you can see the grungs that you 
or the one that you drove mad is still chasing the others through the trees, and they're sort of leading. They're going off and away from you at this point. Cool. Um, do you want to do anything or keep the spell going? Is that your plan? Yeah, I'm liking okay. that. Yeah, it seems to be working pretty well for you. Uh, and Does actually, Simon you see, get a go. Uh, you want him to do anything? Is there anything in shooting distance? No. Then there never was. They were always far enough away that they were out of the range of his dart. Simon, line. His <laughs> <laughs> straw comes in. Yep. Simon, line. All right. The last grung is going to try to get away. Um, he'll begin leaping through the trees. Uh, the wounded one who just got blasted by that fireball. Since he's the only one left, he's not sticking around. And, uh, yeah, so he begins to bound off, um, which brings us to Evelyn. Evelyn is disheartened. By the way, Evelyn, you notice that uh, they're small and they're agile, but they're not faster than you. Um, their speed is actually slightly slower than a normal human. Uh, well, I went back toward my friends, yeah. and I don't, I'm not super rangy, so uh, I'm going to make sure that I'm right next to... Are they? Are you guys clumped up anymore, or are you kind of all over the place? I'm still in a tree. He's still in a tree, but uh, Strix and Paulton, Waffles and Simon, and Dragonbait are all basically together. Okay, I go back to sit on Waffles and okay. protect our, our little girl, and then uh, that probably doesn't use more than 30 feet, right? No, that's... You got... Movement to spare. So then I'm going to take a javelin out and be like, kind of blow the dust off it. <laughs> Chuck it. At the fleeing yeah. one? Uh, no, aren't there some still in a tree? No. Oh, then never mind. I don't do anything if okay. it's running away. Yeah, it seems to be. Okay. I thought that one tree was still full. Sorry. Yep. Then I don't. I just pet waffles reassuringly. All right. While she munches on, on frog. Um, the, uh, as you do that, and you, and you, you can make your way back down the tree if you want, or do you want to do something else? Um, I'm going to take note, so, so it's like several kind of all retreating. Yep. Perfect. There, there, well, there's, there's one who's madly chasing after the others, trying to murder them, and in fact you see him jump on the green one's back and stab it to death. Nice. Uh, and he's got a crown of madness around his head that you recognize as Paul's <laughs> anyway. Yeah, but I can but there's a fleet, but there is a fleeing one, there's a fleeing one going in a different direction, yeah. Okay, yeah, if I know what direction they're going, I'm going to take mental note of that, because I feel like that's where we're going to go next. Okay. Maybe Should we chase them? Uh, <clears throat> uh, uh, maybe. We'll check everyone first, make sure we're all okay. All right. Um, as you uh, look around and see danger, um, Dragonbait taps Paulton on the shoulder and points... And Paulton, where he's pointing, you can see... He just uses his sword to point, basically. You can see coming out of a berry bush nearby is a tiny, about a foot tall, grung. And uh, it's purple. Like bright, bright purple. Almost lavender. Like a child frog? It looks like like a young grung. And it just sort of comes out of the bushes and just sort of stares at you with big blinking eyes. Blink, blink. It's a baby. Blink, blink. 
Don't worry, dude. I got this. Oh, hey, get away from it! <laughs> like, hey, little dude. Stop. He seems very curious and is moving kind of cautiously in your direction. Oh, he sees that you're good with kids. Daddy Paulton. He's looking up at uh, DS and he's looking up at Paulton. He's looking up at DS and Paulton. Big blinking eyes. Blink, 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 blink. Oh, throw him a snack. You just can't give me a snack, little friend. You want to take a snack? Come here. Like, oh, where's your family? Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> and that's where we'll stop for tonight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we'll be wondering all week how we're about to get horribly hurt. Where's your family? Oh. 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 They attacked first. All right. Very cool. Well, thank you, Chris, for doing that despite your illness. Yeah, yeah I hope you feel better. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> It's about time we adopt a new child, guys. I think we've got a grown baby. <laughs> no, um, we have so many children. <laughs> I think we're good. All right. Uh, so, what's going on with you guys in the week and weeks ahead? Uh, there's I, a little thing going on in Pax Unplugged in two weeks. I heard about that. Yeah. Yeah. In uh, so not this coming weekend, but the weekend after, um, we are on. Is it Friday, Friday night at yeah, eight thirty? Friday night, eight thirty. Uh, Philadelphia time, whatever that is. Streaming um, that one? Yeah, it'll be streamed. Yep. It will be streamed. It will be streamed. Yes, we'll have live Waffle Crew. So. And it's in the big main theater. It's like yes. A real oh. thing. Yeah. Yeah, oh, and no. we'll be in costume and everything. Oh my gosh. Yes. Yeah. Are we gonna? Awesome. Uh, are we all? What are we? Are we all gonna be there? I'll be there. I'll be there. I'll be there. I don't think so. <laughs> it's all right. You'll just be drunk under the table as usual. Yeah. Yep. 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 <laughs> uh, also, I uh, Miss Clicks is back after a couple weeks break. So right after this, like literally right now, I'm going to go over to twitch.tv slash misclicks for D&D Devotion, where I play a bard with lots of drama. If we're looking for even further uh, D&D podcasts to listen to, uh, Dragons in Places, a uh, new campaign that I dungeon master for the Game Grumps, uh, started a couple of weeks ago. Uh, episode three is coming out tomorrow. Uh, it's uh, very uh, newbie friendly, so if you're new to Dungeons and Dragons and kind of want to get an idea of what it's like for new players to play, it's a perfect way to start. Uh, it's called Dragons and Places on the Game Grumps uh, YouTube channel. There's also a uh, podcast version that you can get from somewhere. I'm sure iTunes. 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 Yeah, a yeah, few other so, places too. So it's uh, Aaron, Susie, Barry, and Ross uh, is on the show. Remember Ross is a uh, good old Wumba from the yes. past couple yep. episodes. And uh, Holly is on it as well. And I play a tiefling that's not Strix. It's not Strix. <laughs> it's, a tiefling, it's a tiefling druid, and uh, I am the dungeon master, so... <laughs> There you go. If you're looking for a newbie-friendly uh, D&D podcast, that one just started, and that's the uh, yeah, great one to listen to. Dungeons and Places Yay. tomorrow. Maybe you uh, need something to listen to on the plane to PAX Unplugged. Oh, did you say what time What did you say what time tomorrow it is? Uh, oh, it's just on YouTube, so it just gets, oh, I think it, it gets okay. put out at noon. Yeah. So okay. the video goes out at noon. At right. noon Pacific. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I think PAX Unplugged is my only thing coming up, so hooray! Yep. Uh, we've got uh, on November 18th, Force Grey. Check that out. And uh, with uh, 
Matthew Mercer as the DM and an all-star wonderful cast. And, so there's uh, a lot going on at PAX. Yeah. There's some good games. I'm so excited. I haven't been this excited for a con in a long time. <laughs> so much fun. Yeah, I've got the Waffle Crew and Acquisitions Inc. and the C Team's going to be there. And Critical Role people are going to be there doing stuff. And so, yeah, it's a tabletop mecca. There's also going to be a panel about streaming tabletop RPGs that Holly's going to be on with me and a couple other people. Cool. And I'm also on a panel called the GM Improv Showdown that Hyper RPG is putting together. All right. Nice. Well, if that's all... Good luck, Anna, Anna has a game, so we probably shouldn't tarry. And uh, we'll see everybody back here next week. Hey. Yay! Thank you for listening to this episode of Dice Camera Action with Chris Perkins. Don't forget, Chris and the Waffle Crew broadcast live on twitch.tv slash dnd every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific time. For more information on Tomb of Annihilation, head to dnd.wizards.com slash toa, or if you have any questions about the Waffle Crew or Dice Camera Action, go to dnd.wizards.com slash dca. Until next week, happy hunting. <laughs>